and welcome to Off the Record with Rachel and Josie. In this podcast, we highlight an album and its songs that you don't hear on the radio or any other grouping of songs. So many musicians and composers put their heart and soul into the music that they write, but the general public doesn't hear many of these songs. But these aren't just songs that weren't released as singles. These are songs from musicals, official scores to movies, truly any song that you have to search for to listen to. And in this song, we're focusing on official score to a set of movies. We're highlighting the collection of some of the most impactful themes written by John Williams for the Star Wars movies. While there are many lesser-known songs from these scores, the songs we're about to play are the building blocks for the score, as they feature many characters' themes or leitmotifs, which I'll talk about later. <laughs> the order of the songs for this episode will be in chronological order of the universe instead of release. So the first song is Duel of Fates from The Phantom Menace. So give it a listen. Okie dokie. Well, that was Duel of Fates from The Phantom Menace. Uh, so this song is used during the um, battle between um, our main heroes and villains of this individual movie. So it's the lightsaber duel between uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, who's played by um, Liam Neeson, Obi-Wan Kenobi, who's played by Ewan McGregor, and Darth Maul, uh, who is played by Ray Park. And so there was a music video released for this song, and the London Symphony Orchestra actually was the only sort of classical group that was uh, able to have a music video on MTV due to the fact that this was such a popular song, even though it was instrumental, which I think is really interesting. That is really cool. Yeah, I know it's common to do live performances of the music from movies. And I know Star Wars is one that they definitely do that with. I know it's common with Lord of the Rings and mm -hmm. Harry Potter as well. But I feel like seeing this, hearing this music live would just be like something else. Like it's already just such an iconic piece. Mm -hmm. Like being able to hear it live, I imagine would be just amazing. It's also a really interesting song because of its... Um, use in later films. Mm -hmm. So this song isn't only used in The Phantom Menace. Yeah. It's called The Duel of Fates, and it's really sort of used as a way of um, talking about, musically, um, the duel between the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. So the uh, Sith and the Jedi in this film. So it's a matter of using it as a leitmotif. So I mentioned what a leitmotif, that there are leitmotifs um, in the intro to this podcast, but really what a leitmotif is, is it is a musical theme that represents a uh, a person, a place, an idea, or really just something specific that then gets used over and over again to help further the story. So um, probably the most common leitmotif that people know about in general is the Imperial March, which uh, we won't be playing due to the fact that it is just so recognizable, but it's really overall just a very interesting way of being able to tell the story and the fact that um, Duel of Fates is then used um, as a way of furthering the story between the battle between um, the dark and the light uh, side of the force in this movie. I think it's just really awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I just... John Williams is an absolute genius like there's no denying that the way that like the common the um ostinato pattern which is basically just a repeated pattern the da -da 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 -da. like it's the whole piece and it's just this like driving like force in the piece and it's so brilliant because it 
it's the same thing over and over again, but at the same time it's not. Because there's, like, the, maybe the notes change slightly, like, it's a different instrumentation. Like, ugh. John Williams is a genius. That's all, thank you. Yeah, no, this is, I, I just think this is one of the really iconic songs, so much so that it was liked so much that it was, like, actually released as a single and then used um, more and more throughout the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it was, this is really the only instance that we hear its musical theme, the fact that it was yeah. loved so much, I think really is astonishing and really shows how brilliant John Williams yeah. is. I think that's, like, an advantage. We've talked about this before, um in deciding to do this Star Wars soundtrack, we discussed doing Marvel, but we chose Star Wars because it's written by the same person. Um, John Williams wrote the music for all nine movies, so he has the creative license to be able to use the same thing throughout every single one of the movies, which is makes it a very cohesive um, work, which I think is really a powerful thing. Because, I mean, you've got songs that are... In, Certain like light motifs are used in all nine movies. Like mm-hmm. the force light motif is in every single one of the movies, which we will be listening to yes. later because it is my favorite light motif. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna go along ahead to our uh, next big theme. So this is from Attack of the Clones, which is the uh, second movie in the uh, nine movie saga, and this is Across the Stars, which is the love theme. Well, that was Across the Stars from Attack of the Clones. Um, and the really interesting thing about this piece in a um, like Star Wars trivia bit is that this is used as the musical theme um, for this movie itself. So a lot of the times um, in big movies with uh, sequels and stuff, so such as like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, you get these songs that and leitmotifs that are specifically used um, for the movie itself. It's also its own musical theme. So Across the Stars is the theme that is the most um, present in Attack of the Clones and is really, at least in my case, is the song that I think about when I think about the music from Attack of the Clones. Yeah, me and too. It, and it's just such a beautiful Ugh, song. It's so I feel like Across the Stars is probably one of my favorite pieces from the Star Wars universe. Like, it's definitely top five. Yeah. Like, for sure. Probably top three, honestly. <laughs> like, it's just such a beautifully written piece with, I think, the orchestration is just absolutely genius. Like, you have this, like, a little bit of a darker section in about the second third of it, mm-hmm. where you have, like, this, like, low brass and, um, like, low strings, which I think is very reminiscent of... Anakin, mm-hmm. and then you've got like the high violins and the harp and stuff, the oboe, the flute part, which is obviously more reminiscent of, um, I was about to say Leia, um, it's obviously more reminiscent of Padme, and then just hearing like the like interplay between those two, it's just so beautifully written. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I just love this piece so much. Yeah. I also like hearing the parallels to Gustav Holst's The Planet Suite. Um, If you didn't know, John Williams was highly influenced by Gustav Holst throughout all of his writing. Um, And if you listen to specifically Mars, the bringer of war is very much similar to the... 
kind of like Imperial March vibes, just like all over like Star Wars vibes. And then this piece specifically, I think it's very similar to Venus, the Bringer of Peace. With the theme at the beginning, it's very, very similar to Across the Stars. Rachel was humming Across the Stars as I was showing her this example. And then just the whole suite, it's definitely, you could hear the inspiration of John, in John Williams' inspiration from Holst, which I think is something really interesting because, I mean, they're both such famous composers in their own right, but I think it's interesting that they, John Williams took inspiration from Holst. Because the Planet Suite is considered to be one of the best composed pieces of music in the entire world, in the history of the entire world. Which I think is really cool that this was kind of incorporated into that. Yeah, so uh, that music is just really impactful. Um, and we're going to sort of jump to the next uh, piece, which I think is truly like the most impactful song um, of John Williams's. Uh, compositions for Star Wars, and this is The Princess Appears, which is um, the musical theme for when Leia first appears in Star Wars A New Hope, the original, um, and then also features Binary Sunset, which is the Force theme and my favorite theme. So enjoy! That was The Princess Appears from Star Wars A New Hope, and I, I don't really know what to say other than I love this piece so much like it features three of the really big themes of um the original uh trilogy so it has um the leia theme that then goes into the han and leia theme um and then it just has the you know star wars theme itself um and then it transitions into binary sunset which is the force theme um and really all of those themes are so impactful and just like once binary sunset so the uh, theme started playing, I just immediately started having tears well up in my eyes, which Josie can attest yeah, she, to. I can verify that. She definitely did cry a little bit. Um, And I can just, like, very, very easily see mm -hmm. that part of the movie just, like, in my head. Like, I can just imagine, like, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, like looking out at these CGI'd two sons on Tatooine, <laughs> yeah. um, and just, like, there's something so nostalgic yeah. about this piece that I just really, really love. It's just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, there's really nothing else to say. I just think, I didn't know this song had all of these themes in it. Like, obviously, I know the song. But I didn't know it had all of these themes in it. And I just think it's so beautiful how they flow into one another. I also think it's really cool how... Um, I'm sure it was done retrospectively, obviously, because this movie came out first. How Leia's theme is um, initially played on the oboe. And Padme's music is kind of really associated with that, too, which I think is really beautiful. And then Luke's music, uh, the binary sunset themes, which is supposed to be... The overall Star Wars leitmotif, but I feel like it's very much associated with Luke Skywalker. Yeah, it's is, it's the Luke Skywalker slash the Force theme. Yeah. So it's used in a lot of the instances of the Force, but because Luke Skywalker really is the only person that we identify the Force with, um, especially in the these first movies, movies, especially in the first movies, mm -hmm. it's really become sort of Luke's theme, which. Yeah. Um, We'll hear in the next song. But. Yeah. I just think it's really cool that the Binary Sunset theme, his theme is French horn, and that's 
very much in Imperial March. Mm-hmm. Like, it's basically Imperial March is, like, French horn, trumpet, trombone. It's basically all low brass, but it's very French horn dominated. Yeah. So I just think it's really interesting how that, like, plays in between the family with the leitmotifs. Yeah. And, like, the instrumentation of it. Like, it's just so smart. Yeah. Like, no. that's all there is to it. It's just, the man is a genius. Like, the man is a musical genius. But I think it's just also, a like, overall, this song just really sets up music for the future movies. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, um, Star Wars A New Hope was originally just Star Wars and was um, sort of expected that if it didn't go well, it would just be a singular movie rather than mm-hmm. the fourth movie out of nine. Um Fourth in quotations. Yeah. Um, But just the fact that they really then utilize the musical themes that are used in this Mm -hmm. movie for all of the other movies. I mean, Binary Sunset is used in every single Star Wars movie, I think. It might not be in Solo, but otherwise every other... um, It's in there at least once. Pretty much any other film that's been distributed by Lucasfilms, like relating to Star Wars, is used, I mean, in... Uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, the movie it's used in Star Wars The Clone Wars, the animated television series, it's used frequently. Like, it's just such a pervasive mm-hmm. part of this. Yeah. F- like, of this franchise and also just really marks something yeah. magical about the series. It also might not be used in Rogue One. I'm not sure about it's that. It's used in Rogue Is One. It? Okay. Vaguely. It's yeah, slightly like a mod- variation on it. It's slightly modified due to the fact that no Jedi actually appear. Um, yeah. But it is it is used. Yeah. Um, and then in this next piece, there's even more of the um, Star Wars themes that are used, as it is the Jedi Steps and Finale, which includes the credit music um, for Star Wars The Force Awakens. So give it a listen. All right. So that was the Jedi Steps and Finale from Star Wars The Force Awakens. And so I sort of categorized this as two different songs in one. So you first have the Jedi Steps, which is the music for the first minute, two minutes of the song itself. Um, and that's um, music that's happening while an actual scene is playing. So this is while Ray is um, on the island that Luke is on and she's going up the steps and trying to find Luke Skywalker. And then you get that force leitmotif, the binary sunset theme, about a minute and a half in, which is utilized when Rey and us as viewers are finally able to see Luke Skywalker for the first time in this trilogy, which for everyone is a very happy moment because, I mean, Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker is the person that really brought us into this movie franchise and being able to finally see him after there was nothing about him in the promotional um material for this movie it was just mm-hmm. so relieving to have that force theme played and just being able to see luke skywalker um and so you have the force theme and then it immediately jumps into the star wars credits music which is probably one of the other really recognizable mm-hmm. pieces of the franchise itself due to the fact that it's used yeah. as the start for every single credit role um, I would say it's definitely top five recognizable. Oh, for sure. Um, like, it goes, like, the opening credit roll, the ending credit roll, Binary Sunsets, Imperial, Imperial March, March, and then maybe, like, Leia's theme. Maybe Leia's theme. Um, 
Or, like, one of the other leitmotifs. Maybe yeah. Duel of the Fates. Yeah. But, I mean, it's definitely top four recognizable songs. For sure. And it's, it's brilliant. I mean, it's iconic music. Right. And then, and then as the credits music goes on, it, the credits itself sort of acts as a movie suite, and it highlights the other character themes that are used in this movie. So um, after the credit theme finishes, we then shift into Ray's theme, the like, bum ba da 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 um, which makes a lot of sense, obviously, as she is our uh, protagonist of the film, and being able to sort of have her theme is the good way of being like, okay, like this is the music, like you remember this music, so here's Ray's theme, um, and then it goes into the uh, Kylo Ren and First Order theme, which is our antagonist, so it's probably the second most used theme of this movie mm-hmm. for that purposes, um, and then we uh, jump to the Resistance theme, which is um, probably the third most used theme. Um, and it's just the theme representing our heroes in general. Um, and then it ends with uh, the Force theme blended with rays, which sort of symbolizes that new beginning to the trilogy mm-hmm. and that um, new use of the Force, which yeah. I just love. I've, it's interesting hearing this because, I mean, Star Wars doesn't do end of credit scenes, so, I mean, I don't typically sit through the whole credits, you know, just because... I don't have to, quite frankly. See, whereas for me, the credit roll, yeah. like, I've always sat through because my mom loves John Williams. Mm. And so we Rightfully al- so. Right. And so we'll always, like, when we went to the theaters and I saw all, um, all of the sequel trilogy, like, in the theaters, like, we would always stay throughout the credits because my mom loved it so much. Mm-hmm. No, but getting back to my, getting back to my point. Hey. <laughs> This is the ending credits to The Force Awakens, and we already hear Rey's theme blended with Kylo's, mm-hmm. which, like, obviously that's used in The Rise of Skywalker as the, like, Rey and Ben love theme, which is just your reminder that Raylo is canon. <laughs> but I think it's so interesting that it's already present in this, like, it's already musically set up, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. Yeah. Something else really interesting about um, just the brilliance of uh, John Williams, as is the theme of this podcast, it seems. Um, I was going through YouTube videos like after um, Rise of Skywalker came out because I'm a geek of like seeing how <laughs> um, different people interpret things. And there was a video from like two years before Rise of Skywalker came out. So around the same time that The Last Jedi came out and it was like, Rey is a Palpatine confirmed. And I was like, okay. This is strange because this is two years before we get this confirmed. So what's yeah. going on? And it's actually a matter of musical themes. So oh. the Ray theme has a very similar, um, like the step, the musical steps are very similar. Yeah. Um, as in Palpatine's theme. Um, there are some really? other things in action, just the way in which Ray wields her lightsaber. Um, but overall, like, there's a hint of the musical theme, which makes me really wonder as to whether or not um, Ray being a Palpatine was the plan all along, or how it went since we have in uh, The Last Jedi, where uh, Ray is told by uh, Kylo Ren that her parents were nobodies. Um, and so it's just really fascinating to see how this music works, and even if it wasn't the intended purpose by John Williams when creating the Ray theme. Like, it is just so fascinating to see yeah, that's super how cool. music works in this universe. And again, just the brilliance 
of John Williams. And then just sort of continuing with this idea of Ray's theme and um, her her importance rather um, with the Force. Um, the last song that we will be playing in this episode is "The Force Is With You" from uh, "The Rise of Skywalker," and so this is used when um, Ray is finally able to uh, communicate with the Jedi of the past. And so it's just this really beautiful theme, um, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, so that was The Force Is With You from The Rise of Skywalker. And it's just similar to all of these uh, songs that we've been playing in this episode. It is just a phenomenal song. Like, you just have the... You have Ray's theme come in just on its own on the piano. Um, and then you get to have this like build up and it builds up until finally like you have Ray's theme in full and just beautiful. And then we cut quickly back to like the Palpatine theme. Um, but then it comes full force in Binary Sunset. Here it is like the force is with Ray, and it's just so beautiful and then it ends mm -hmm. with the um star wars credit music that really just um means victory in the sense of the the movie itself and i just think it's such a beautifully made song yeah i'm just like watching it cinematically the development with it watching oh spoiler alert um <laughs> When Rey says, and I am all the Jedi, before she absolutely mercs Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> How there's just, like, this power... I think it shows you the power of silence. Because mm -hmm. it goes, I, and then they're, like, the music kind of, like, calms down. And she goes, I'm all the Jedi. And then she hits the lightsabers together. And then Palpatine is just crumbling and then the music just comes in full force and it's just binary sunset so beautiful <laughs> just the the power of silence and music is incredible like it's just as important as the notes for sure no this is just it's just such a well-developed song that I mean, music has such a storytelling power, as we've sort of explored in these last few episodes with um, the musicals and Disney movies, and with this especially. Like, you just see the power that music has and how these individual leitmotifs with um, Ray's leitmotif, the Palpatine leitmotif, um, the Star Wars credits triumph leitmotif, mm -hmm. and the binary sunset force leitmotif, like, they all just really show the ways in which music can add to the story so much. I mean, yeah. just imagining, like, not having music in some of these scenes. Yeah. Like, I just... Especially, like, the original Binary Sunset scene. Yeah. Like, without music, it would be just Look a 19-year-old boy staring off into the sunset. Just, like, forlornly being like, wow, this is my life. Yeah, like... I just, the I've seen, like, videos on the internet of not even just, like, Star Wars, just, like, in general, movies and TV shows, like, without the music, and it's just the funniest thing. Because it's, it's ridiculous. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. Or, like, things like that 70s show without the laugh track. <laughs> like, it's so fun. Yeah. But, like, it just, music is so powerful, 
in storytelling and it's just the things that John Williams does with all of his pieces are incredible and I mean you don't need me to tell you that you have ears (laughs) right no it's also just I don't know it's also interesting seeing how music is used developmentally in scenes that do have dialogue and action happening in them so um our first song of the episode Duel of Fates um and The Force is With You both of these songs um are sort of like the backing tracks to a very action and dialogue heavy like there are so many other sound effects included in those songs whereas Jedi Steps and Finale The Princess Appears and Across the Stars those are instead songs that are used as the basis to then be inserted during other mm-hmm. um, parts of the movie whereas like I couldn't imagine The Force is With You being used in any other part. No because I feel like it is such an amalgamation of Yes. Other themes, like you've got Ray's theme, you've got Palpatine's, you've got Binary Sunsets, you've got the ending scroll. Like, it's such just an interesting, not, I, hodgepodge isn't the right word for it, but that's the word I'm going to use, mm-hmm. of music. Conglomeration. Conglomeration, yeah. Just the way, like, the pieces are modulated in between, it's just, I could never... All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Off the Record, where we really just dove deep into John Williams' score for the Star Wars universe. Um, I hope you enjoyed being able to learn a bit more, probably, about the leitmotifs and the ways in which these musical themes are used throughout the stories. Thanks for listening. Bye!